morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. I am your host, Will Skywalker. Still, hey man, another tough loss. Another tough loss. We'll talk about all that today. Coming up, we'll recap that Kansas City letdown and discuss where there's cause for concern. If there's cause for concern moving forward, and uh, if there really is a blueprint, I think there is. But hear me out. Stick with me. It's not what you think. It's a weird blueprint. It's a weird one. Also, in a roundup, we have some injury updates, right? Lost a big one, man. That could play an important factor moving forward. And, of course, the young lion makes some history. Again, I mean, Mike is just ridiculous, y'all. Pulse of the Nation is also open today. 351-999-3787. A lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. We got to figure this thing out. 351-999-3787. Tough one. Tough one. Um... Tom, Tom Downey with the $10 donation. I mean, he said, I hate to be the same old Cowboys, or I hate to be that guy, but same old Cowboys over the last 26 years. It's week 11, Tom. Uh, <laughs> Dallas MO has been playing like ass in big games and a ton of excuses. I don't know if this team is mentally ready to take the next step. You won't know to the playoffs. You won't know to the playoffs. But let's talk about me for a second and my confidence coming into this game. I let it balloon on Friday. My confidence definitely ballooned. I mean, it Friday morning. Then Friday afternoon came. Mari Cooper goes out. Eh, whatever. Sunday morning comes. Tyra Smith goes out. Eh, whatever. My confidence continued to be ballooned. And instead of letting it pop, I just took off the little part at the bottom of the balloon and it just slowly fizzled on the way out during that game. And in reality, I probably should have popped that thing. Because that was a tough ask for the Dallas Cowboys to go in there and get that victory against a good team. That's a good team, y'all. And and the Kansas City Chiefs, don't be surprised where the AFC is going if they end up with that number one or number two seed. Because it's not like anybody's running away with it over there. But I let my fandom get in the way a little bit. Yeah, I let it get in the way. I go, Lottie. That happens. You know, you get confident. Uh, I thought The way I thought about the Vikings game is what I should have thought about this game. And I let that Vikings game get to me in Denver. And I let last week get to me this week. And I shouldn't have did it. I should have used my logic and my common sense. That was going to be a tough ask. Now, with that said, there was certain parts of that game that I thought was good. And we'll talk about that today. And obviously, you guys can call in and we'll talk about that as well. Already got my guy Oscar on the horn. Uh, We'll get to you in a quick second. But I want to get to the roundup first. But yeah, man, has your confidence been hit? We'll talk about that today. It probably has. It probably has. A couple shout-outs in the building. Uh, Charles C. Noon, TC95, Bear24. What's up, Manny? Devontae Griffin, Lance Bell, uh, Sully, Parker W., Humac Jones, Iceberg Q, Below the Heavens, Parker Dub, uh, Rolando, is it Rolando? Roland Ortiz, my bad. Peter Griff, or Peter Rizzo, I'm sorry. Tomorrow, Stevie Mac, the my God, Brian Bradford, Mike Harris, Fresh Faye. What's going on, Fresh? Uh, who else got him? Uh, Alpha Mason, CJ Richards, Oscar Sullivan, who's on the horn. Just hold tight, brother. Hold tight. Dennis Shoop, CJ, my guy CJ in the building, and the many more coming through. All right? Let's just jump straight into the roundup so we can get to some of uh, the information that came out of that game, y'all. Look at that, my Gucci. It's about that time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. 
It's time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Yes, indeed. The morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. Let me get this here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where are we at? Boom. There we go. All right, guys. It's a Black Friday sale going on right now at Texas Family Fitness. To get started, you can with $0 enrollment. Don't wait until the new year to get your fitness routine started. Start accomplishing your fitness goals today at the best gym in the DFW area. If you want to find out, find out more about the savings, head on over to TexasFamilyFitness.com or visit any of the nine locations in the DFW area. I tell you what, man, our fan base, woo-wee, are a strange lady. <laughs> Y'all are a strange lady. Y'all ready to throw the season over? It's over, right? I show up at this point. My goodness, yo, relax. Uh, Lamb suffers a concussion in this game and a couple other injuries to come out of, uh, of that game as well. Looks like we saw Ezekiel Elliott banged up his knee again, came back in, starting to think you might have to sit that man for a few weeks or something, man. He, he's just, he hasn't been the same since his knee got banged up. Just hasn't. Uh, but he came back in, he toughed it out. Got to give him kudos. Donovan Wilson also messed up his shoulder in the game. He did return, but it's something to monitor moving forward. And then, of course, they decided to sit Tyron Smith, which sounds like was a coaching decision due to the short turnaround. Uh, and then, of course, C.D. Lamb went out on the final play of the half when Dak Prescott underthrew Lamb for the interception, and he banged his head uh, trying to break up the pass on Ward. And poetic justice with that, right? You know, Javius Ward should be a cowboy, but, you know, is what it is. And so it's very possible the Cowboys will be without C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper on Thursday. But I don't even know if those are the guys that is the biggest injury. It's Tyron Smith, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure, throughout today. I'm pretty sure. I did, and I talked about this yesterday. I talked about this on the show post game and during the game. I did, I am proud of the defense. I think the defense stepped up in a major way. And if you would have told me coming into the game, you'd go on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs, you'd hold them at 19 points, and Patrick Mahomes would have zero touchdowns, two turnovers, and a quarterback rating of 71, I would have said, you're lying. Either you're lying or you're, you're giving me one of the better defenses in the league. But I do like J. Ron Curse's mentality on the game. Uh, he came out and said, hey, man, if we don't give up 19 points, we win. It's just that simple. We gave up 19 points. They beat us 19-9. The game is scoring more points and keeping them from scoring. They scored more points than us, and we gave up more than we scored. It's on everybody. I like that mentality because, yes, you did play well, especially after the first quarter, but you want more, right? You want to give up eight points, I think is what he said. We should only gave up eight points, and we would have won the game. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you, I'm not – listen – defense you did what you had to do this wasn't knowing you man this wasn't knowing you at all in my opinion and who led the charge with that defensive performance was none other than Micah Parsons I mean this dude is ridiculous no matter where the hell you put him defensive line linebacker corner safety he just makes a difference 
And today they decided to roll him out at on the edge to get pressure on Mahomes, similar to when the Cowboys were without Randy Gregory in week two. McCarthy said, hey, it was a game plan thing. This week we felt he was he would be best off the edge, and boy, was he. Parsons became the first player with 60 tackles and eight sacks in his team's first 10 games since Terrell Suggs in 2013. Also became the first player with 60 tackles, eight sacks in his first 10 career games. Ladies and gentlemen, defensive rookie of the year is locked up, right? Like, that's not even a discussion anymore. I'm not saying he's going to win defensive player of the year. But his name should be in that top six or seven, I would imagine, names. I'm seriously. By the time this is all over, it's likely he'll have close to 100 tackles, if not 100 tackles, double-digit sacks, probably north of 12 sacks. The only thing he doesn't have on his resume right now is an interception. So I think his name should be talked about in that defensive player of the year. I'm not saying he will. I'm not saying he should get it. I'm just saying that's the type of season he's having. In fact, I do you one better. He's probably not going to win Defensive Player of the Year. But Michael Parsons is playing like an all-pro. And I don't even know if that's even a big thing to say right now. He's your best pass rusher and your best linebacker. <laughs> it's wild. It, it truly is. And let me, uh, first word here, we're going to talk about Michael Parsons. Matter of fact, did I switch that? I don't think I did. Give me a second, ladies and gentlemen. I want to make sure I, you guys can check out Michael Parsons. Yeah, I did and just ha- listen to a little bit of what he had to say um, on the first word. Let's see if I get that right here. Yeah, I mean, I thought we played great defense. I mean, that team could give up, give you 45, 50 any given day, and to hold their explosive offense to under 20 points, I think uh, we definitely did the job. But at the end of the day, uh, if it come down to it, we got to win on us. So we got to deepen the zero. So, I mean, it's good, but it's not good enough. Like I said, we came out. We already knew what the, what they was going to do and what we was expecting, and we was going to make them earn it. I think we was able to limit them a lot more. I mean, uh, they came out in the first 15 with some tricks and stuff, and uh, we should be on top of it. But, you know, they was able to make those big plays, and coming out in the second half, we wasn't giving them up. So uh, I think our DBs did a great job. Yeah, uh, Micah was being nice there at the end there. But, but yeah, man, I think that the defense showed up, particularly after that the first two possessions. If you go look at the last 10 possessions of the Chiefs, and I mentioned this on the postgame show, if the offense just gives them something, they could win this game. They have the possibility of winning this game. But they gave them absolutely nothing. And I think it starts with up front. Sure, you're compromised or whatever, but when you give up five sacks and, and all the pressures, and, and then your quarterback is off because if that's going to if you're going to be compromised up front, compromised on the outside, which they were, you now need your quarterback to be perfect when those opportunities come, or damn near perfect when those opportunities come. And I talked about that on Twitter, and Dak wasn't; he wasn't even close to perfect. Um, obviously, context definitely matters. You know, at the end of the day. Brian Broder said it very perfectly. And, and I think I said this last week where at some point, man, you know, next man up ain't going to work. It can work against the Falcons. It can work against the Vikings. It can work against some of these teams. But 
against these best teams, next man up is going to bite you in the ass. It just is. You you can't always expect your mid-level players or your third-level players to continue to rise up to being above average, above expectations, or, or starters, or play better than starters against the best teams. And I think it was Nick Eatman that, that said it a long time ago. Sure, you lose. If you're a better team, right, you're like this much better than the team, and then you lose one player, okay. You lose another player, okay. You lose another player. The more players you lose, eventually that's going to knock you down in a league where not every team is as good as you think and not every team is as bad as you think. So the Cowboys needed to come out and execute early, and then Dak needed to come out and execute early, and he didn't from the first play of the game. The very first play, he missed Michael Gallup down the sideline, wide open. Didn't execute. Couldn't block. Couldn't catch. Couldn't run. You couldn't do anything offensively. So me personally, and tell me if I'm wrong, I put this game squarely on the offensive shoulders. I just do. Hey, Oscar, man, what you got for us, brother? Hey, good morning. How you doing? I'm good, man. Yeah. I, I'm better than a lot of these fans out here that are, oh, my goodness. <laughs> They're ready to jump off the ship, bro. <laughs> I'm not ready to jump off the ship. Um one of the questions that I had going into this season Turn it up. was how I'm, I'm sorry. Am I, am no, 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 it's not you. It's me. It's me. I got, I got you down low a little bit, but go ahead. Uh, oh, my bad. Um, one of the questions that I had going into this season offensively um, is how was Kellen Moore going to call plays on the road, especially in cold weather um, places and everything. And granted, he didn't have Amari Cooper. C.D. Lamb got hurt. Blake Jarwin, another deep threat, is hurt. Um, and, I, you know, going forward, I would like to for you to kind of, I guess, find out if Blake Jarwin, I know he's on that three-day, um, three-game IR yeah. thing, yeah. whether or not he's going to be available, you know, going forward, especially either for this game or going forward um, in the season. But I felt like, okay, they needed some juice. And the one play just comes out of my mind when, when I look at this game and says, wow, that was a juice play, was Tony Pollard fake run. Mm-hmm. I mean, fake that, 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 and yeah. run for 31 yards. The direct snap where Dak, fe- yeah, yeah. Yeah, I felt like, and I felt like this, throughout the whole game, that Tony Pollard, it, this needed to be a Tony Pollard game, especially uh, when he got hurt. I'm with you. And, and, I mean, they didn't expose Kansas City the way that I thought on that edge. I mean, you, you saw that play on the edge for 31 yards. They didn't run the ball off tackle and off, I mean, just basically in a toss or sweep out to the um, end. Um, any less than they did. I mean, well, less in that game after that. And, again, Tony Pollard, when you look at his stats, he had seven carries for 50 yards, two catches for 20 yards. So he's out, every time he touches the ball, it's seven yards a clip. Mm. And, you, and they tested you by saying, okay, you don't have these good receivers out here. You got Gallup, who's we we can all agree. It's a and Oscar, let me you, 
let me help you out here. The, and earlier I teased it. What you're saying right now is the blueprint. It's the blueprint. The, think about it for a second. You want to know what the blueprint is to beat the Cowboys? Is Tyron Smith out? Okay, check. Are your wide receivers yep. compromised? Okay, check. I'm going to man up on your receivers, and I'm going to blitz the hell out of Dak Prescott because your offensive line can't compensate. And and sometimes they didn't even have to blitz. Your offensive line just couldn't hold up. So that is really the blueprint. Now, it, 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 it you know, it falls on being compromised up front and compromised outside, but that really, really is the blueprint. Two games. Tyra Smith is out. Your wide receivers are compromised, and both coordinators remained aggressive via out via outside and via the blitz, and we couldn't figure it out. And it's going to be tough for anybody to figure that out if you can't block it up and if you can't catch. Both of those games, very similar. Tons of drops and pressures. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and I totally agree with you on that. And if we're, con- uh, you know, if we're trying to conserve Amari Cooper with his injuries and the tons of injuries that he's well, had, he's not out from injuries, bro. Why, well, I know, but again, Amari Cooper is not a hundred percent Amari Cooper. When I'm talking about, you know, yeah, he has a hamstring, yeah, he has a real problem, you know, his ankle, so on and so forth. We, you know, yeah. we're not throwing the ball to Amari Cooper pre you know, first game of the season, how we were throwing the Amari Cooper. But what I'm saying, okay, if Zeke is hobbled in a way, and I'm not saying bench Zeke. And I don't um, rest him. I don't want nobody to say, yeah, but I'm just saying to rest him. Get this guy some carry. I mean, what I mean is Tony Pollard. Get this guy some carry. Get this guy out in, as a slot wide receiver. And because that's how he, that's what he was in college. Get him the try to find ways hey, of trying to get him the ball. I, I came into this Go game. Ahead, I came into this game saying I, I think one of the curveballs that that Kellen could throw is utilizing Tony Pollard in that slot. I, I thought that could have been a nice little curveball, especially you know since Cooper was out and you were hampered. And then once once Lamb went out, I mean I'm gonna be real with you. When Lamb went out and the way it was going in the first half. My confidence meter dropped to zero. I didn't have any confidence. The way the game was going, the guys were dropping, nobody's getting open, and, and the line's not blocking. I didn't realistically expect this game to even be close. And it was only close because of the uh, defense. So I got to give them kudos. But, yeah, I thought Tony Pollard definitely should have been a lot more involved, uh, especially when Zeke went down. He's your juice player, and it's easier to get him to rock than it is the receivers downfield. I mean, when you look at the nine points that they actually score, um, three points is from the cursed turnover uh, when he intercepted the ball. But the other six points that you get um, was the 31-yard run basically on Tony Pollard. And then the drive that Tony Pollard actually started, in which he, you know, got the screen and he went for, I think, 14 yards on that as well. So, and they the drive drives. Um, style, so they got a field goal out of that. So that's what I guess he, Kellen Moore does better when he runs the ball at home. It seems like he runs the ball better at home than he does I mean, on the road. Let's let's also bring context to it. There's no doubt about it. Kellen Moore, the entire offense, from the staff to the players, this was not a good game from them at all. But 
we we also have to understand, you know, the context that was presented in that game. Number one and number two, I think it's common sense that you're going to be a better offense at on your home turf than you are on the road, right? So to me, it wasn't necessarily about them having to come out here and scoring forty points. Even though I said, "Oh, it's going to be a high flying shootout game," it was nothing like that. Um, it's more so about adjustments on the road, and. We normally see this offense and defense adjust at halftime, but when you go into halftime and you're now down your top two wide receivers, that's a tough damn adjustment, bro. It's a tough adjustment, and he didn't do it. He couldn't do it, I should say. Exactly. But all right, man, let me get to a couple other calls, brother. All right, man, you take care. Yeah, appreciate you. What's up, Mel? What's up, King? Man, happy Monday, bro. Yeah, no victory Monday today. No, no victory Monday. No victory Monday, but just happy Monday, man. Uh, last time I think I saw this offense without Amari was 2018 in those first six or seven games. This looked exactly like that. Yes. It looked exactly like that. That, Ooh, that sputtering. Well, well, the last time we seen it was actually the Jets game, and this was very similar to that game, too. And it was very similar to that too. Yeah, I mean he 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 started in that game, but I think oh he, he came left out. literally so like first... two plays, <laughs> two plays later yeah, he was gone. Yeah, true, true, true. But uh, I think it's funny because we're always like, oh, you know, Mari may not be doing this or may not be doing that. But I think we really kind of underestimate sure. his value to the overall offense, like just the piece he plays because it's like he's a big homie. On on in that wide receiver room, and when he's not there, you can see the little homies kind of fall back a little bit. Like, Fred Wilson looks a little bit different when Amari is playing. Uh, Noah Brown be looking like CD. We be like, wait, was that CD? But yesterday, Noah Brown looked like Noah Brown, and and it was just like, without him, you could see the wide receivers were just not the same. Also. They game planned all week with having with the idea that Omari Omari was going to be in there playing. So yes. it wasn't until yeah. the very last minute that we found out, and really the team found out he wasn't going to play. So a lot of those routes and a lot of those that timing that Dak is used to, that was supposed to be Omari, and guys had to move around and be in different spots. And that throws the timing off. I'm not making no excuses for Dak. He played poorly. But when you when it you know, a lot of this is about timing. Well the timing was rhythm. the timing was thrown off up front. It just flat up out. Front. You, you know, the the, the the line couldn't get anything going blocking wise. And and I'll 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 get in more on that later, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, like you say, man, the line, the line was the line was real bad. The line was real bad. But I don't know if I don't know if as bad as the line was, if if the if the the timing between Dak and the receivers were a little bit better, if the ball comes out a little bit quicker. Um, and it could be maybe he didn't even have time to get the ball out even that quick. But it was it was a little strange to me because I'm like, well, where where are the quick slants to Gallup? Where's just some of the you know the stuff. If you know the line is struggling just to get the ball out a little bit faster, they kept trying that screen pass, but I'm like, it was long, it was about, like long developing screens. The screen, or are you talking about the tunnel, the, the tunnel one to the wide receivers? Because I was getting sick no, of no, those. No, 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 no. I, I was getting sick of those too. Not those, but even the screens to like Zeke. They tried to set up like maybe two or three to Zeke that would just seem to be like long developing. 
so that's to combat the pressure. You know, they're, they're, those are a lot of pressure beaters. It, you know, here's the thing about what happened in this game. You could tell Kellen Moore tightened up. He got scared. His offensive line couldn't get it done. He got scared. His wide receivers couldn't get open, and he tightened up. There was so many of those tunnel screens, so many of those those screens you're you're referring to, and a lot of safe. I'm just gonna so many first down runs when the run just wasn't there, and oh I and I was God, looking for first down runs yeah. was killing me, bro. I was looking <laughs> more for long handoffs or or something, some rub routes and things like that, but. I mean, again, this is just one of those things where I had to give Vic Fangio credit. I got to give Steve Spagnolo credit in this this uh, Kansas City defense that I, you know, I, you know, came at. I did coming into this whole week. I'm thinking, you know, Tyron Smith and Mark Cooper, full complement of weapons. I feel great about it. When in reality, once those two guys were out, I should have said, hmm, you know what? If I'm Steve Spagnolo, I'm going to go back to that blueprint that I saw against Denver, and now I'm on the road. And when we talked about it in the pregame, where the crowd is going to be crazy, and you have to do a silent count, so I have an advantage rushing the passer. Oh, yeah. And you got two new guys on the left side. Granted, Steele's been playing, but you know what I mean. The, the, the drop-off is down. Yeah, it was going to be tough, and it was beyond tough. They couldn't do nothing. They couldn't do anything. And just real quick, like, like you said about Kellen tightening up, it was a lot of predetermined stuff. Like, everything was – Everything was like, this is where the ball goes. I think there might have been a third and two where they just swung the ball out to Zeke. It was late in the game. Yeah, they they tried to rub route. It didn't work. Yeah, but it was like, all right, well, this is is like really the only option for this is where the ball is going to go. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. They had the two tight ends, or they had a tight end and one of the other receivers run literally a button hook at three yards. I don't know what the wide yeah. guy did because they didn't show that guy. And then they had to try to run a rub with um, Ezekiel Elliott, and, and I think it was Schultz or something. Yeah, it was it was definitely a poor play design, um, a lazy play. It, it was it was not good. It wasn't good for. It Kelly. was a lot of that. It was a lot. Of, it was a lot of like okay this. Like, this is where the ball goes. And it was like everything was, like, predetermined without really, like, getting any sort of feel for, for you know, what, what the defense was even trying to do. It was like, okay, this is where the ball is going to go. But, man, on another note, man, the fan base, bro, like, y'all are just like – this isn't everybody, obviously, but, bro, like – Oh, jeez. I mean, it's just like y'all might as well just start watching the games. Cause it was it was people, man, in 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 James' room, and they was like, "Oh, it's over." It's over. I'm like, "It's still the first quarter," and I, I get it. We did lose, and at the end of the day, they were right. But I'm just like, "Why y'all give up just you know after one or two drives?" It's just I don't I don't uh, get forget, why some people forget watch dur- the game. during the game. I I I always say, "Hey, like, to be you," because I get it. Motions run high. You say things during the game. It's after the game that I'm and, – and even today, I've seen it already today everywhere. People are just – it's wild to me. Like, you're going to lose, fam. You're going to lose games. There's going to be <laughs> games where it's game. ugly. It's, 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 this isn't the playoffs yet. You know what I'm saying? Your team is 7-3. and three. I'm just saying, relax. You know, it's be upset. That's fine and everything. But the things that I'm hearing from fans and I'm saying is – I mean, the slander of Dak Prescott, the slander of the team – it's wild to me. The team that just won the Super Bowl last year, do y'all understand they lost five games and they look like trash in like four of them? Do you understand that? Do you understand Man. that same team that won the Super Bowl last year got whooped by worse to this team right here, the Kansas City Chiefs, and then went to the playoffs and beat them? 
by the way, and, and you know what? I, I'll get to this part, but finish finish before I go on my soliloquy. Go ahead. Yeah, just, I mean, to me, if you're a fan, whatever your expectations were coming into the season, if it was playoffs, that's still in line. If it was the NFC Championship game, that's still in line. If it was the Super Bowl, that's still in line. Nothing has changed with this loss as far as the big picture. No. Everything that that the team can do or that this team wants to do is still in line. There's still going to be a playoff team. There's still going to – well, so far, there's still going to be a playoff team. And if you already jumping off the wagon, then just I'm just like, man. Just Why watch? If, if you're the type of dude that is, oh, we're the same, t- it's just uh, 26 years, like Tom said earlier, why are you watching? I don't, yeah, I don't like, oh, same, Just show up, show up after, show up after the Cowboys, Cowboys win. Just show up after the Cowboys win. You know, showing up when they or after the Cowboys win the Super Bowl at some point. Showing up after they lose uh, and and talking like, oh, beating my chest and this is the same old team. What does that do? I don't, I don't quite understand. How I is a fan? It, is that how are you like getting up off that? And then when they win, you're like, nope, that means nothing because they're the same old Cowboys. I understand, man. I understand. Yeah, it's like it's like you 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 want you want you're only comp, you're only happy in the misery. Right. Like, misery loves company. Misery, misery like, loves company, yeah. Yeah. All right, man. I know you got more people trying to get in, bro, but man, yeah, we'll be all right, bro. We'll be all right. Yeah. All right, brother. Appreciate you. And here's what I here's what I was getting at with the with the with the, the Tampa Bay, the Bucks thing. I'm sorry, the Tampa Bay and, and Patrick Mahomes. Because I said something earlier on Twitter. I said, I don't care how all world you are. I don't. If you can't block it. It does not matter. And there's no greater example than that of Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Do y'all remember this? All world had all his weapons, everything. Whooped on those boys earlier in the year. Patrick Mahomes ran for 500 yards. Not officially. (laughs) He was running around, got pressured 30 times in that game, hit all over the place, and looked terrible. I don't give a damn who you are. If you can't block it and you can't run it, it's not going to happen. It's not. And that's what we saw yesterday. You can't block it. You can't run it. You need your Patrick Mahomes, your Dak Prescott to be perfect on those opportunities that do present themselves. And Dak Prescott wasn't. If you can't be near perfect or perfect on those three or four opportunities, you can forget about it. You can forget about it. And Dak missed on, I think, all of them. Every single last opportunity he had. And it wasn't many, but every single last one he missed. And that's just a recipe for disaster. Context matters, man. CJ, what it is, what it do, brother? Yeah, what's up, CJ? I got you, but I got you saved. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Like the last caller was just saying that, um, that uh, they couldn't make the adjustments because like you said, uh, Ari Cooper went out Friday. When when do they travel to Kansas City? They they did Saturday, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's no time to move all. Oh, they had receivers. no time. They had no time to do that. Yeah. It, it was no time. So during the game, I'm like, Kellen Mark, get it in the back. Get in the back. It was no back to get to because the players did not know. As sure. you can see, Dak was yelling at the wide receiver, get over here, get over here. 
Sure, CJ, and, and that's the thing. I, I'm going to speak on both sides of this. Absolutely, context absolutely matters, right? End of the day, bottom line business, right? But when, when the game is in hand, right, you still can win the game potentially. I'm expecting my coaches or, or my stud players to somehow overcome it. I know it's not fair. I say that all the time about, about the coaches that coach here in Dallas, right? I don't care. You have to deal. You're handicapped dealing with the Joneses. So what? Overcome it. And that's me being hard. That's tough love right now. And the tough love is, yeah, Kellen, I get it, man. You're down a crap ton of players, not just on offense, but your defense, the defense as well. Flawed. He was lost if he didn't have the bag to go to this man. Well, yeah, hey, Nobody man, go, go buy another bag. Figure, no, no, I'm being tough on you, right. but, but I'm just saying, CJ, it felt like if they could just find a way. And this is on Dak, too, because when they got the interception yeah. or when they're moving at the end of the half, can, I, can yeah. I talk about the clock management real quick? Can I, can I talk about this real quick? I'm screaming for a timeout yeah. at the end of the half because yeah, I understood how important getting down to the red zone was. And I didn't yeah. like the franticness about the offense when they got down there. And the whole speed it up, speed it up thing and try to catch them off, it, it, that's not going to work. There's no catching them off guard when they're in your wide receiver's grills. You know what I mean? So I wanted yeah. a timeout come up with a couple plays, and you needed a touchdown or at least three points there, and they got nothing. So that's another thing that kind of pissed me off about that first I w- half. But. I would have felt so much better with, with Tyron Smith being there beside McGovern. That hurt. That hurt us. That's another one that got me. You know, all week I'm saying like, yeah, man, can't wait to see McGovern next to T. Smith. Find out Sunday yeah. morning it's not going to be T. Smith. And I'm like – uh, I don't know if this was the right time to do it. Now you know I'm gonna roll with it, and, and, and it makes you think. Should you would should you keep Connor Williams in during that time? You know, like was it too soon for that switch, or did did they need to move back, or because it was already said that it couldn't happen? Uh, I mean, he did not have a good game, especially against uh, Chris Jones. But Chris Jones, literally, and this is no, this is not lying. He whipped everybody okay. on the line. He was uh, awesome. Oh gosh, man, he was he was unbelievable. Uh, was it too soon? I I'm not gonna lie. I came out and said I I love the timing of it because if it doesn't work, you can go back to Connor Williams. You know what you got, Connor Williams. Yeah. But that was with the thought process of Tyron Smith playing next to him on the road in Arrowhead. Yeah. If you would have told me going into this week, hey man, Ty, you're going to get Terrence Steele in Arrowhead for the first time on the left side, and his first time playing in a hostile yeah. environment on the left side. Uh, and you're going to get a new left guard and a center who's still figuring yeah. it out. I'd be like, eh, I don't yeah. think I, I don't think I want to do that. I don't think I want to make that switch just yet. Uh, but you can't. But go. like the old old line just wasn't there yesterday. Oh. I don't know if it was a noise level or for sure. Oh, I mean, that, that played part of it, right? That that played part. We, we yeah. saw one play. Terrence still did not get out of his stance. And y- yeah, guy ran right around. And that, and that's what McCarthy said in the press conference. It, 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 it's a loud place. He said it was like fourteen point six decimals in there. You can't hear nothing. Man, I could tell from home. I'm sitting here. Well, I wasn't at home, but I could tell from watching it. I looked over at Jesse. I said, "Man, I can hear that. I can feel that crowd. It's nuts in there. It's nuts." And we kept giving them a reason to be nuts. Yeah, yeah. But uh, short week. Short week. Uh, Raiders on Thursday. Y'all better bring y'all A game. Y'all better wake up. Wake up. Better wake up. I mean, yeah. I, I, we'll talk about it tomorrow because today is technically a Wednesday. 
because the Cowboys play on a Thursday, so that's how we're going to treat the week. We're going to rebound today, talk about this game, and tomorrow we got to go right into the Raiders stuff because uh, Thursday we'll be down there uh, getting it busy. So, yeah, got to bounce back. Get that bag back up, Cali. Get that bag back up. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you, man. You take it easy, man. You too, brother. All right, bro. Uh, 409. What you got for us, 409? How you feeling, man? Uh, tough, tough loss. Uh, man, I'm going to be positive and say that, man, big shout-out to the defense. You did it without your bookend, uh, your bookends, and they look great. Uh, Michael Parsons is a problem. Yeah. Uh, that secondary, uh, very instinctive. Uh, they're going to give us some plays. You know, they're an average defense, and more of it is because of the secondary, I feel. Um, but, you know, you have guys like Lawrence Armstrong stepping up. I'm going to like him at, at the fourth defensive end coming, you know, once. Yeah, having a or, career year. A pass rush, you know. Uh, um, I think missing Coop and Lamb, uh, it's, that's just, you know, that's just to be understood, man. They're they're great players. And when you got Wilson and Brown having to then get on the second and third guys on the Chiefs, you know, uh, you can't really um, – discount what the Chiefs did defensively. They kind of had that those championship pieces that, that helped them out on that defense uh, two years ago. Those guys kind of played a role, a, a pretty big role yesterday. So, But uh, the defense played well, man. Give you something to really look at moving forward once you get those other pieces back. Your receivers, your your uh, your tackle, your defensive ends. I, I think, man, oh. it's, it's a positive it's a lot of positives in this game, especially what your defense did. Listen, listen, and the reason why we're, I'm not talking about that just quite yet is because I, I know people want to vent and what have you, but you're absolutely right, man. People don't like context. They don't want to hear that. I don't know why, but it no, is, a lot of context matters here. But hold, hold on. Let me, let me, I'm, hold on. Let me talk about what you just said. The Cowboys are about to get yes, – they're eventually going to get back like five Pro Bowl caliber guys later in the year, or, or at least really damn good players later on in the year. That's five of your top I, ten guys. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Like, if if you go into a game, and then in the middle of that game, you continue to lose a lot of those players against a team who is pretty much whole, not just a team, that team, on the road. And they, what the hell you think is going to happen at some point? Man? They still had a chance to win, you know. And um, they they did a lot of things to kind of shoot themselves in the foot, like you said, with the uh, at the end of the half the. The way they just rushed the tempo of that, I think they had a lot of time just to kind of. Uh, I hated that man. I, I was so mad they didn't call time. You know that's that's a good seven to three points. Some of those uh, the uh, turnovers your defense got for you, and you don't really capitalize and take take the points. You left a lot of points out on the board, so you only lost by ten, and you left at least about fifteen to twenty <sighs> points out there. So uh, it, it wasn't a bad performance with, a, and then that's that's a lot of your backups. Who you did it with. Oh, it, it absolutely was a bad performance. It was a terrible performance. And you can't expect a great performance from when you have a lot of great guys missing, you know. When these great True. guys are missing, they're the reason why you look great. So when you take that ingredient out the recipe, you take the salt out of the, hey. the stew, what, what do you think it's going to taste like? Hey, brother, I'm with you. Context matters, man. Context absolutely right, matters. Bro. You're right. Appreciate it. All right, bro. Have a good you too. Context matters, man. What was frustrating is that they they still had an opportunity to win it. Um, I I said this I said this I think to somebody on Twitter or to Jesse. This team gets semi whole. It ain't got to be whole. We've seen them be able to comp. Somebody in the chat said, and, and I talked about it earlier. 
this whole Dak needs things to be perfect thing again. Hey, are you guys blind? The Cowboys have not been, the team has not been perfect all year. All year. But at some point, next man up is going to bite you in the ass depending on the team you play. Brian Broad has said it perfectly, man. Players, at the end of the day, win the damn game. If you go up against a team that has their players, a really good, a Super Bowl team that has their players, and you don't have a ton of yours, boy, you better hope the ball bounces your way all day or you play perfect. And the Cowboys were anything but. And the small opportunities that they had, they had there, they missed them. And you can't do that when you're compromised that way. That's just facts, man. That's just facts. Your replacement level players have been playing better against worse teams when these things happen. And I don't say, when I say worse teams. I mean, like, worse than the Super Bowl team. And when it got time to play against a Super Bowl caliber team, probably at your worst in regards to personnel, it didn't show up. I don't think they've been this in regards to personnel. I'm trying to think all year. Without those players, I can't I can't recall another game. No, there hasn't been another game. And you you wanted those guys to rise up, and they didn't. And they didn't. B-Bird, man, what's up with you? Hey, what's up, Sky? Hey, man, listen, we try hey, to talk tough, this thing through. Yeah, it was a tough Sunday, man. But uh, after we get out of our emotions, one of the things I'll, 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 I'll say is that um, – you know, cowboy YouTubers, I expect, um, you know, them to know more of the subtleties of the game. And I'm not saying YouTubers, I'm saying us that follow y'all guys on YouTube, because yeah. what we're, what we're asking for is more in depth cowboy knowledge. You know, sure. we want to have these high level conversations. I always say that the people that, um, the YouTubers and the people that follow the YouTubers are the biggest cowboys fans amongst their own cowboy fan circle. So, we just we go into a different level, and 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 to say all that is that I'll say the '50s, the '60s, and the '70s, are, are what matter. And I'm not talking about the years; I'm talking about the jersey numbers. Um, the offensive linemen, they don't sell jerseys. The '88s, the '12s, the '4s, the all those numbers. That, those are the jerseys that sell. The '68s, the '78s, the they don't, but they are so important. And and we talked about this after the Denver game is that that offensive line is the engine of our vehicle. And that's just all it is to it. And everybody's when it's compromised. Vehicle. Everybody's vehicle. Yeah, everybody's. Yeah, but but especially ours because our offense is what dictates to what our defense, you know, it dictates what our defense does. And so when it's a domino effect, when our offensive line cannot protect or cannot run block, it's just a domino effect that affects our whole team. And so, you know, we can look at our uh, Dak, we can look at this, that, and the other, but any quarterback whose offensive line is not ad- adequately uh, uh, protecting him is going to be compromised as far as um, his ability to look downfield, his ability, the, the clock in his head, and everything else. And, and the then play you add in the fact that the play calling, absolutely. Then you add in the fact that 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 the even now he doesn't have the time. Now he doesn't even have his guys outside that he has the chemistry with. So the whole thing was a setup for for, for failure to me. Um, so I, I just think that we can gloss over uh, the offensive line, and I'm gonna say that you know we only had two guys that were really playing the position that they've had a lot of time at, and that was uh, Biotis at center and Martin. Everybody else uh, are kind of trying to find their legs in the position that they're at. Connor McGovern is his first start. Um, Steals on the on the left. 
and uh, Collins hadn't, you know, he hadn't caught his legs on the right either. And so we, we our line, offensive line was in flux, man. So it, it was it was just going to be a tough uh, day in Kansas City. It's not the best place to play is for yeah. an opposing team. And so, it, and then, you know, when you don't have your guy out there, uh, we don't have Cooper. And one of the things that people underestimated with Dez Bryant was, well, Dez only caught four balls. Yeah, but if the safety's over there, over top of Dez, it allows a lot of other people to do a lot of other things. And so when you don't have that guy, then, um, you know, some of these guys, they're, they're taking their chances with man press and just coming after our quarterback. And against a, a line that that, I mean, that does I, not have any cohesion. There we go. That, that to me, that's what it is. I, I think it's the line. And this is no disrespect to Coop because I'm the, I'm the one leading the charge with y'all. What makes Coop so great is when the ball doesn't even go his way. You're like, what? Just go watch the tape and, and what he does in drawing defenders. But I full I full heartedly believe had your offensive line been up to the test, there were opportunities. You know, there's opportunities yeah. because you still got Gallup, you still got Lamb, and said, you know, he got a terrible game. You still got guys that can get open downfield, et cetera, et cetera. But when you don't have a chance to get downfield, it doesn't matter who, it doesn't matter if Cooper's out there. It doesn't matter because yeah. you don't have time to get it to him. And then what does that do? Not only does it affect the quarterback, you know, because he was off, he was, he was clearly affected by the situation. Now it affects your play caller. And we saw that with Kellen Moore. All right, man, we can't block it, and our guys can't get open quick enough. So what we got to do is tunnel screen here, quick screen here, throw it out, throw it out in the flat. And that opportunity, if it's there, to 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 get somebody downfield because they're blitzing. Dak Prescott tries to throw it up, doesn't get enough, doesn't step into it. Interception. Like you said, recipe for disaster, yeah. man. So, so one of the things I could say, uh, moving on to my next thing, is that. I really like Wilson and Brown. I, I was thinking about them as uh, being uh, the number three and four oh, next year as far as Gallup leave. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, receivers. But, man, I was really disappointed in there. I just think that, hey, you, this is your moment, man. This is your moment to step up <laughs> yep. and, 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 and show what you can do. And I just was, I was really disappointed in their performances. Yeah, I was too, man. Throughout the day, the first quarter, I believe they had three combined drops. And over the, the game, there were five drops by the Cowboys five sacks, so you're looking at ten negative plays, not even counting the tackles for loss. So think about that for a second. I'm not sure how many tackles for loss there were. I'm, I'm probably about three or four. You're talking about anywhere between 13 to 15 negative plays uh, on the day. That's just – and then you got the penalties too, right? So that's just a recipe for disaster on the road in that environment. Yeah. So so what my last thing, and, uh, and I'll, I'll get off, and you can just answer this after I get off – my my biggest thing, um, and and this might be a simplification of this, but when they're playing man press, I thought I I saw us run a lot of verticals against that, and I think you run. To me, I always thought that if they're going to play man, you run away from the man as far as crossing routes or whatever. Yeah. I just didn't see a lot of those type things, and yeah. I just I, the vertical route really plays into the man press uh, concept. So could you talk about that? Maybe I did. Maybe I saw that wrong. And I'm gonna get off the phone, man. Just com- comment on that if you don't mind, and I'll listen offline, man. I appreciate the conversation, brother. Appreciate you as always. No, you're absolutely right. The, 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 the way they wanted it to combat, and that's because we've been doing it all year. But the way to combat that man coverage, that man physical press all year was to send uh, Cooper down the middle or, or, or on a, on a, a nine route or send CD Lamb from the slot deep. And in this game. Those guys were up to the test. Jarius Sneach, Davius Ward, they were they were physical, and your offensive line couldn't block it up. So 
I talked about it during the game with Jesse, and I think at halftime or on the post game. If I'm Steve Spagnolo, okay, you guys want to keep running straight. You guys want to keep running these comeback routes. That plays perfect into my hands. And, and now no CD Lamb, cool. I'm just going to continue to send the house, single high it up, and you, good luck what you do. The way to beat it, and I'm no Kellen Moore, right? But I thought the same thing that B Bird thought. Why not run away from the man? Why not more drags and, and more over routes? Crossers. We've seen that works with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I don't have the R22. You can't ever really see it on the broadcast view. I'll get a chance to watch it later today to see exactly how they combated it. But I do know the, the very small opportunities that they did have, they just didn't have enough time, A, to get it there, or B, Dak didn't get it there. And then later in the game, those things started to open up for Dalton Schultz. So, um, yeah, I'm with you, B-Bird. I, you know, I, I didn't like the adjustment by Kellen Moore. And, and I'm really trying not to get on him too, too much because the, the offense was, was compromised. But when it's in striking distance, man, you got to find something. got to figure something out. All you needed was really one touchdown. I think it might have flipped some things and uh, couldn't get it done. 713. Who this? Yes, sir. How you doing? Mr. Steele. Oh, who's yes, this? Yes, sir. It's your it's east side, man. Your favorite Oh, no, 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 no. You're getting banged on. No, we're not doing that. Uh, 704. <laughs> this is what we're not going to do, east side. You're not going to show up after we lose and y'all finally get a victory? Come on, man. What kind of mess is that? What are we doing here? No, 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 no. 704, what's up, man? What's going on, Steve? How you be? I'm good. Oh, yeah, I ain't got a lot to say. I just wanted to say, you know, that uh, I see a lot of Cowboy fans, you know what I'm saying, jumping off the bandwagon, getting crazy. Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying, I'm just going to be real, bro. I'm an old Cowboy fan, and I and, and I, I really love what we're still doing right now. I love where we're at right now. Honestly, you know what I'm saying, when we started the season off, the expectations was, you know what I'm saying, if the offense is going to be decent and the defense is going to be a little scary. But guess what? Without even the parts we got right there now, the defense is pretty decent. Our defense is I'm, – I'm, I'm good right now. I'm good. Yeah. And the thing about it is, if you look at this record that we got, 7-3, and three, no. I don't yeah, care who you will, you can't, you can't say that you had that expectations. Because really, you know what I'm saying, at the beginning of the season, I looked at the schedule, and everybody, including myself, said, well, that's a Kansas City, that's a loss. So I ain't even, I'm not going to be crazy because we should have won it, we could have won it. But I think we had built the expectations already with this team already. So well, now, you know what I'm saying, you get you listen to all these people that's talking about, well, you know, that's the same old Cowboys thing. No, I'm still living the dream because I looked at, you know what I'm saying, the Denver game, okay, that was a slip-up. We had the big head. We lost it. But the Minnesota game, we should have lost that game. Nobody what anybody says. So 7-3, and three, man. If you if y'all ain't got it and still ain't feeling it, like we go we gonna make some noise, bro. Like I said, the, the next two, I say we got a good chance. Even when it's gonna be hurt and we're gonna be out, the next two we got a good chance because the teams aren't playing that good. But after that, we're gonna jump into our division. But we should be healthy after that ten day bye after the New Orleans game. Everybody should be back on the field. And then you know what I'm saying you gotta judge this team in that last part of it right there. And that's all I'm gonna say, Scott. But yeah, I'm bro. I'm I'm riding. The, I'm riding the wind right now, bro. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Hey, appreciate the call, good brother. All right, now. Let me tell you something. 
Y'all thought I was going to let Eastside just come up in here and do that? No. It's not happening, bro. I have not heard from Eastside Herald since week what? Since September. It's fitting to be Christmas. And you want to show up. You crazy. I ain't letting them come in here and no, 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 no. We having a family meeting right now. That's like if we having a family meeting and some stranger just walk up in here talking about all the issues you got going on in your crib. Not happening. Okay. Lee side Harold and your bum ass Texans. You kidding me? Are you kidding me? I ain't seen you all year. You win two games, 11 weeks apart. You come in when the Cowboys lose at seven and three, by the way, and you want to talk? Man, I want to say some more things, but I can't right now because we, we are a family-friendly show. Uh-huh. I'm calling somebody else's show and do all that, but you ain't going to do it here, Lee Side Herald. Come on, man. And y'all, y'all want me to let him in here? If y'all want me to let this guy in here, whatever. But I'm not, I don't feel comfortable letting in a stranger into our family conversation right now. Huh? Don't feel like it. Um, Reek, man. What's up, Reek? Yo, yo, yo. We try to come in here and mess up the family convo. What's going on, Reek? What's good? What's good, Cowboy Nation? Let's get the mics, share, subscribe, and all that good stuff. You know what I mean? Subscribe. Uh, my thing is like this, man. I said it before. House of territory, you mm. got to get the ball into your playmaker's hands early. Quickly. And if Kelly yeah. Moore keep doing the same damn thing, Kansas City got it in their playmaker hand early. <sighs> I know we down cool, but you got but you gotta put the ball in C D Lamb hand. I don't care how you do it, bruh. I don't care if you hand the ball up to this dude in the round quick route. I don't give a damn. Get the ball in this man's hand. Why is this man getting the ball late and wonder why he not catching the ball like he's supposed to? You got to get him this ball early. Can't keep all this waiting shit. No, that I'm bland, with you, bro. I'm, I'm with that, you. That bland play calling, man. We already said you you even said it in the round table. We got to come in there and play in physical. They out physical with us. It ain't about who's gone. It's about what we going to do with the people that we got, man. You know what I'm saying? Then at man, the same time, too, that 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 switching uh, Connor McGovern up in there like that, that was that was a risky move right there going into a hostile territory. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, the line has to be all, all together. Even if he was playing bad, you still got to have uh, uh, the person who you've been uh, winning with out there. But I get why they did it. But my whole thing is like this. I'm tired of Kelly Moore and them coming with this. Uh, it looked like that um, all those hook routes that you was talking about. It reminded me of when Coop first got here. And he told, he told, he told, what you call it now, nah, man? I'm not going to keep running that. Throw the ball up, man. I'm going to go out here and go get it when he's playing against Philly. And, and we won that game. You know what I'm saying? When Coop. Well, the problem, it, the problem, it, the blank. problem with t- throwing it up is that. It was tough to get it to throw up because he didn't have much time to do it. Uh, my issue I have with 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 because yes, Kellen Moore. I'm putting some blame on Kellen Moore, but Dak Prescott couldn't connect either on the small opportunities. And one of the things that I said on Twitter was, "Why are we throwing?" Like I get Dak is used to throwing a Cooper on some of these routes, but you got Gallup back now. Stop trying to throw to the spot and just throw it up and give Gallup a chance. And I think it was two or three opportunities in that first half where he just. Couldn't he didn't throw it up for Gallup? He threw it up over Gallup. 
and he doesn't have the kind of speed to go get it. Yeah, and my but see my whole thing is like this: if 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 Zeke can't do what he needs to do in certain games, sometimes we gotta let Paula rock. You know what I mean? Because it's certain games that I think Paula need to get in there and start running the ball or catching the ball out the backfield. There's no reason why they should not like these like uh, CD Lamb should not. There's no reason why CD Lamb shouldn't have his own plays drawn up for him. And Pollard should have some plays drawn up for him, too, because my whole thing is like this. Every time, that, like, the last couple times that we lost, C.D. getting the ball late, man. And then we want him to be this 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 game changer. But how can he be the game changer when he ain't touched the rock? Yeah. And then you want to throw, like, lame, lame passes at him and then wonder why he can't go get the first down or, or wonder why he's not getting open. You got to get this dude, the ball, and this dude in, however you got to do it. It don't matter because that throws the, the defense off. If C.D. Lamb doing end of rounds and, uh, and he's doing all kinds of creative stuff with him, the defense don't know how to act to that, especially if he's getting loose on him. Yeah, they, you know what I mean? They, they, I, just they, get, I just get tired of feeling like this dude, Kelly Moore, keep going back into that Jason Garrett stuff where teams get too physical with us sometimes. It's like he kind of going to a shell and you don't see that aggressive play calling or that creative play calling. I would you know like to see what he would do with a healthy squad on the road because two games now he's been compromised, and in both of those games we were – I can't really complain too much about Cooper. I mean, Cooper Rush, what are you going to do? But, you know, those are two, two of the road mm-hmm. games – actually three road games, but the first game I thought, you know, against the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I thought that was a well-called game, to be honest with you. But um, I would have liked to yeah. see what, what, what would have happened if he, if he was not compromised. Um, in this game, but but he, he was and he didn't adapt. So you know, got to play some blame on him. Uh, but they did try. They targeted C.D. Lamb four times in that first half, and, and Dak just couldn't connect with him. I mean, he had three catches, but they weren't nothing really. Um, and they tried to give him the ball. They gave him a tunnel screen. Uh, who's the cat's name? What's his name? Seth Wilson didn't block, and it was basically a two yard game. They tried to throw it up to him at the end of the half. Dak Prescott bad throw. Interception, which caused him to get a concussion. You know, um, he was he yeah. was the guy they targeted. I mean, think about it. What's his name? Um, Tyreek Hill had five targets in the first half. Ceedee Lamb had four. The difference is they utilized Tyreek Hill out the backfield as well. So you know, like you That's said, you know, saying, try guy. to mix it up. Their first fifteen looked better than our first fifteen. Yeah, man. Because because they because they know they got to get the ball into the playmaker hand. They got to get it into his hand. They don't care how they do it. They're going to do it. And they're going to trick you. They're going to uh, run a certain different what? routes. You know what I mean? First play of the game. Had, hey, a, had an opportunity, Rick. Dak missed him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. We got to – hopefully, when everybody come back, we'll be a, uh, a change team. We'll be a better team, and I'm hoping that we will be. My whole thing is like this. We letting other teams catch fire. You know what I mean? I'm kind of peeping over there. I know, I know. We like man to get Philly and no, all I'm that. But I'm kind of peeping over there. I'm like, I'm like, well, them dudes Philly, they getting confident over there now. You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying they better than us, but at the same time, we can't keep just losing these games like this. You know what I mean? Nope. They're like, we we gotta go back on a winning streak around here, man. But I know we got people out. I get it. COVID's a mother. I got you. But at the same time, we gotta see some better coaching because yeah, man. You know, we got to work with what we got, but we need to see some better coaching going on, man. You know, I, you know, and I get, I get kudos to our defense. We probably they ain't play the best, but we held them dudes under twenty points. What more can you ask for? 
Yeah, in a hostile territory. I mean, a hostile situation. But that's all I got to say, Sky Cowboy Nation. Hold your heads up, man. We still, we still them boys. I ain't worried about it. We just need to adjust and work with what we got. We got a short week. Let's go in here and get this, get this turkey bowl, man. Sure. All right. So, sure. appreciate you, man. Uh, below. I'm sorry. I probably missed a couple super chats dealing with that thing on troll super chat. Uh, below the heaven says Mike needs to kick the coin toss. That first possession, in the second half is important. This isn't mad and gives opposing defenses extra juice. Um, if you want to talk hindsight? I mean, Cowboys came out and got an interception in, in, in the second half. Uh. I didn't know because when I'm at Texas Live, I can't really hear what's going on on the screen until they turn it up, and it's usually after the kickoff. So I didn't know who who won the toss. So you're saying that the Cowboys won the toss and they elected to get the rock. I honestly don't know what would have changed. I feel like the Chiefs were going to come out and score in that first possession. Their, their first 15 was phenomenal, and Micah Parsons talked about it. Their first 15 was phenomenal. And if you're saying you want to steal the possession in the second half, well, they did that. J-Rock got an interception, returned it to their side of the field, and once again, Dallas Cowboys could not convert. It was just one of those games, man, where the offense just could not connect. And it seems like somebody had a weird stat where three games, uh, the Patriots game, this game, and another game, they scored just nine points. You know, that's just that's strange to me. But can I be this guy real quick? Can I Let me get back to my fandom bag real quick, y'all. And y'all can help me out here. So there was, as a matter of fact, I'm not even going to talk about the face mask call because I no, I want to ask y'all what happened on the face mask call because something happened at Texas Live. Somebody almost ruined our equipment, knocked over the lights, it fell into the computer, water spilled. Some I don't know if he's drunk. I don't know what happened, but I missed the entire end. Was it the end? No, it wasn't the end. I missed that whole fiasco with the face mask thing. What the hell happened? Is that you know I'm reading and I heard some some unsportsmanlike thing went down and then. There was a face mask that was called minutes later. They reviewed a non-penalty and turned it into a penalty. I don't know, man. It's just some weird stuff. So that was one of the weird things. And then the other thing was the tur- one of the turning points in that game to me. How the hell was that not pass interference on Michael Gallup? If that's not pass interference, there shouldn't be pass interference in football. So... You know, these these things happen, and I'm not blaming this game on the referees. I just, as a fan, you see these things happen, and I was pissed off at Texas Live. Like, how is it not a call? Because that's a four-point swing. We get the ball on the one-yard line. We're punching it in. Totally different ball game from that point on. So, I just, I don't understand. What, what, are, the, what are the referees watching? It, it's just it's frustrating. It's frustrating when those things happen. Um, it's frustrating when, when the referees swing games and this is happening across the league, man, <laughs> they got to figure something out. It's not even just the Cowboys. I watch games and I'm just sitting like, what is that? So they got to figure something out, man. But yeah, it was frustrating watching it. And again, I'm not saying this had anything to do with winning or losing, but I'm pretty sure hundred percent of Cowboys fans were baffled by that bull crap review of a face mask or something. And then the non-call and if, if I may continue to be a fan real quick. How do you call taunting and you say after the touchdown, but he clearly taunted before the touchdown? Like just a weird, just weird stuff, man. Just some weird stuff that I don't, I don't get. I feel like referees week to week make shit up. <laughs> like he literally said, 
after the touchdown, taunting. It showed a review. My guy was taunting on the way to the touchdown. So, I don't just, just, just a lot of weird stuff. Dalton Schultz literally gets ran into as he's trying to come back and get the ball. No flag. I, I don't, I don't understand it. Is all. I just don't understand. I just want an explanation. That's all. It's an explanation, man. All right. Uh, B Bird says, uh, Gallup. Thank you for the donation, B Bird. Super chat. Gallup's got to help the ref. Thank you, thank you, B Bird. Got to help the ref by selling it. He didn't complain, so the ref didn't throw the flag. Gallup never complains. And it's probably Gallup being, you know, like, man, I ain't complaining about this. But, bro, you know how many times you get the Shaq treatment and you just don't say anything? You don't do anything? You just get up and walk away? Like, I ain't mad at you. I get it. I'm a man. I'm going to be tough. I don't want to act like I'm pissed. But you ain't mad. Like, you ain't mad at all that you just got abused in a very crucial play? I watched his body language, and he just seemed defeated. Y'all see me. Y'all know me. I'm very uh, uh, um, animated. And I was that way as a hooper, as a, a baller, football player, all that. I'm, I'm an animated person. I get hype. I was the guy leading the charge into the into the game. Couldn't have been me. That's all I'm saying. Could not have been me. I'm not saying I would let that affect me the rest of the game, but I'm getting up like, all right, now, what, what do I need to do to get the flag? Huh? Do I got to start flopping? But you're right, B-Bird. All right, y'all. Just I think I appreciate y'all for letting me vent in regards to that stuff because it was it was just confusing, man. Just confusing. All right, we're not gonna get through all the calls, but I'm gonna try to get to as much as I can. Five eight zero. What it is? What it do? And freight train up next. Then right. Los. What's up? Hey, not much, man. Hey, uh, real muffled. We got outfitted. Uh, just, I'll line report. Hey, brother, that real quick, mix- real quick. I'm going to give you 30 seconds because you're, you're very muffled. So let me, you got to get it out real quick, okay? All right, hold up. You got to go. You got 30 this seconds. Is it better? A little better, yep. All right, my bad. Hey, yeah, man, the offensive line was just horrible. Dak missed some key throws, and when Dak did make Receivers didn't help him. Defense played their butts off. I don't know what special teams really did. I didn't. I ain't got that bad about them. Work good. And it's for me. Bad game. Let's go to Thursday. I know today's big day, but hey, thanks for what you do, man. I'm gonna let you get to other people. Thanks. Uh, you have a blessed day, and I'm out. Appreciate you, man. Freight train. What you got for us, freight train? Hey, what's going on, man? Let me know. Can you hear me okay? I got you. I got you good. All right, hold on. Let me let me put this door down real quick. Okay. All right. Um, last night was a great audition uh, for our backup receivers for the offensive linemen. The conference has been locked. Uh, Michael Gallup, you may want to consider. It's a little bit different if you're trying to be if you're trying to go get for that, go get that money. To, you know, for to go to another team, he may need to consider taking a team friendly deal. Because the stage was yours. Yeah. The stage was was set up for Cedric Wilson. All these other dudes. They all might need to take a friendly deal, a team friendly deal to stay intact as opposed to going to another team and you don't know what they what's gonna be the outcome. I I applaud Kansas City for what they did. They knocked us right in the mouth. Things happen for reasons. 
Look here, I'm not glad that we lost, but see, sometimes this is character. This is another another character building loss. I hope. And the question I is, so. what's what I'm saying? It's not what happened to you. It's not not what happened to you. It's how you respond. Sure. So we'll see what they're gonna do on Thursday. I told people. I told a lot of my business beginning of the season, twelve and five, fourteen and four. I mean, uh, uh, thirteen and four. I said, look, we got at least four to five losses that we're gonna get. I told people that, but. A lot of the people are acting like we weren't a, a flat-out mass unit last night. Yeah. But see, and we still, in that defense, them dogs still came out and held Kansas City to 19 points at their house. That's a lot to build on. You it just got to add to it. Get the line situated. When Zach missed that first, when Zach overthrew that first play, I was like, okay, you know what? This might be one of the nights. People that understand football, not just watch it, but actually understand it and study it. They was like, okay, let me see. But we all right. A lot of teams had embarrassing losses. Look at how many teams, how many top teams lost yesterday. A lot of teams had embarrassing, have, have had losses like this. I mean, look at the Bills. I got one of my homeboys that's a Bills fan. He just see we can hit Molly Bob. He told me, but see, he understands and studies the game. He wasn't surprised by what happened last night at, their, at, at his own house. But, hey, Cowboys, hang in there. Cowboy Nation, hang in there. We all right. This is the time that we're going to go through this, man. What, what, what do you think, Scott? What, what, what you call what uh, you for? No, you're right, man. It's always about how you bounce back from these games. And, and I'm, I, I'll be a hypocrite if I didn't say that because I said it last time about the Denver game, right? I said I'll know more about this team and how they respond. Um, you're flat out right. You know, you're going to lose games. I, I, don't, I don't think anybody expected the Dallas Cowboys to go 15-2 uh, and two or whatever it is now. You're going to lose games. And then when you go into opponents' territory like this, and, and I, again, I let my fandom get in the way. I should have let common sense rule the day, and I didn't. When you go into to, to a, a, a team like this, a, a hostile environment like this, against that quarterback, right, against that head coach and that offense, et cetera, et cetera, and an aggressive team, down who you were down, it was always going to be a, a really steep hill you had to climb. Um, and that's just the reality of the situation. Uh, but I tell you this, Freight Train, if the Cowboys go into the playoffs without, you know, Coop, Lamb, Tyron, D-Law, Randy, Neville, Jarwin, Urban, they're not winning no damn Super Bowl. Like, that, that's just that's just reality, fam. You know, so you're right. You know, if, yeah. <laughs> if, they get, if, they, if they can get these guys back or half of these guys back, and we're talking about a different conversation. Uh, but you're right. A lot of people, you know, they don't want to hear it. And I get it because who wants to hear all that after you lose 19-9 and with, with a chance, right? Um, but the context and the reality is what you just said. Uh, hopefully they can get at least some of these guys back in the near future and get healthy. Cause that's not how you start. It's how you finish. You say that a lot. It really is how you finish. Cowboys start off six and one. If they finish six and one, that's, that's great. But if they finish 500, there's cause for concern going into playoffs. Um, but they're going to get some yeah. of these guys back, and, and and I feel confident moving forward with those guys being back. I have I don't have that much confidence if you got a lot of these guys out uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, but we're gonna be fine. Like I said last night, that pass rush was a little rough. That's the last thing I'm saying before I let you go. That pass rush was a little was a little rough, but that's when you got to start throwing some of them swing passes. Get, you got you got to slow them ball because you notice they was crowding a lot. Their line of scrimmage, just crowding. You got to you you got to get you got to get some of the passes out there to break it up a little bit. And Kellen Moore, it, it's a good learning curve for Kellen Moore. Now he got to go back and say, okay, what did Kansas City do? Other teams are going to see this again. They 
Kansas City, probably saw what Denver did, and they said, okay, I, we do have the personnel to to uh, do that. Because like I said, they played well. Like Chris Jones played well last night. I commend him. But we, we played well too. My thing is that that was egregious uh, call. I don't mind them letting the guys play, but when you have something egregious, is what happened to Michael Gallup. My thing, you got to make that call. You can't swallow the, the whistle. But that's my thing. Is, but like I say, I do. I ain't got no problem with the play. But when something is egregious, make the call. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. You hold it down, man, and I'm and I'm gonna keep listening in to everybody's response. Have Thank a blessed you. one, bro. Appreciate you, Freight Train. Hey, the Cowboys single-handedly just put Chris Jones in the, in, the, in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> For real, he had three sacks coming into the game last night. Um, now he's up to seven. Something like that. About seven sacks now. Forced fumble. A fumble recovery. Yeah, we just literally put Chris Jones into the Pro Bowl. Man. Um, Lance over on Facebook said, I want to play KC again when we're fully loaded. We'll see him again. I love that, man. I love that. This is so, it's eerily. It's eerily. Very similar. Very similar. I don't know what the score was when the Bucks played him. I know they got their they tails whooped at the beginning. I think they, the Bucks kind of made a comeback. But... Remember last year, I believe they won into Kansas City. Um, Tampa got embarrassed. Uh, Tyreek Hill had like 500 yards. Um, KC filling themselves. Filling themselves. And then, Super Bowl repeat. KC was flipped. They, they had some issues up front, things like that. And Tampa embarrassed KC. I would love for this to be a Super Bowl rematch. Would love for it, and and you know what's the, you know what's kind of crazy about what happened with that Tampa team heading down the stretch, they got healthy, they got a couple players back, they got the, who's the big boy up front that helped with that pass rush in the run game. Um, ah oh man, the the island brother, I'll keep forget his name right now. Not Sue, but uh, Husky boy, uh, Vitavea, Vitavea came back and he helped them, and and Tampa went into that playoff push, and was a completely different team. So, I'm just saying, don't jump off the bridge just yet. Let's see what this team looks like down the stretch. And, and we're looking at the schedule here. Down the stretch, it may be more important than you think. We all were talking about the Arizona Cardinal game. Well, Philly's probably going to be trying to play to get into the playoffs. So, you got to play them pretty tough. You, got, you get Washington later in the season. You might have to win these division games so you can win the division, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, I, there's no need to panic. There's no need to jump off the ship. There's no need to be down on your team. It's it's you lost the game. You're seven and three. It's okay to be upset, but if you're jumping off ship right now with what the Cowboys have returning and, and what they can do potentially moving forward with those guys, I mean, just stop watching. Why are you watching? Why are you watching? Frisco. Four six nine. What's up? What up? What up, Sky man? Good morning, Cowboy Nation. How's guys going? Man? Hey man, we hanging in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm on, on the same page, man. Uh, I just, man, I know everybody going in on Killer Moore and and, and O line and receivers and stuff. Sure. And, and of course, that's like the low hanging fruit for me um, as well. But I'm gonna take it because my thing is like. Kellen Moore, he he fell for that trap, I think. Um, you know, up into this game, the whole Dak versus Pat Mahomes, is Dak worth the worth the forty million that he's getting paid? Even though he's not even getting paid forty million, 
Um, you know, that that that's one of those narratives that that were out there. And I really feel like Kellen Moore wanted to come into this game kind of like how maybe that did against Tom Brady and the Bucks. Hmm. It just proved that, you know, that is on that level. Like he's an elite quarterback just like Patrick Mahomes, just like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and so forth. Um, instead, he fell for that trap. Instead of trying to prove that the Dallas Cowboys as a team is better than the Kansas City Chiefs as a team. Um, but do you, there is no there is no. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you? Do you think, given the given what we knew going into the game, would you say they were better going into the game yes. with, with who we knew? Yes. Okay. Even with even with what we had, because really the game plan to the Ben Scott was run the down ball clock game. That's it. We that facts. We have the two. We have if not the top duo when it comes to running back. They like top three. There's no reason T.T. is getting seven, averaging seven yards a carry. Zeke around about four. There is no reason why Dak should have been throwing the ball like that, especially with the lack of receivers, I mean, weapons. Well, you got to bring context to that. T.P. averaged seven because he had a 31-yard game. He had six carries exactly. other, other than that for less than 20 exactly. yards. But you're proving my point right there. He had a 30-yard game bro it, on, on, on a on a on a wildcat formation that wasn't a typical I, run. okay but what i'm saying is that if he's get if even if it's on that wild card uh on that wildcat uh play my thing is yes he still was showing that two people still running hard the whole game like he was running in the box especially when he came out for that little small little period and he was trying to you know uh, get over the little uh, his, his ankle or whatever. TP was still running hard, man. It's just like to me, if I'm a quarterback and I'm throwing the ball at my receivers, and it, and I know everybody getting on Dak saying that Dak was overthrowing receivers. Oh, he was off yesterday. He was missing receivers, which which he was. But the time when Dak did hit a guy in his hands, there's no excuse. There's no excuse for Wilson dropping the ball. Noah Brown started the game out dropping the ball. Even even the hard contested catches that Gallup usually makes, he was dropping. So it was almost like, okay, I see that my receivers they haven't they didn't come to play, and it could be the noise, it could be the lack of you know time for that to throw the ball, really put you know saying take his time going through his read. But still, to me, I would have been like, all right, y'all, we're gonna go run heavy because the thing about the O line, Sky, I know you can, you will agree with this. Our O line. And probably anybody, a lot of teams don't. They perform better in the run game than they do in the passing. That's just, I mean, that's well, easier to. It, it depends on your players. The, the O line prefers to run block than pass block, is what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Basically, especially with this team. I mean, we gotta, we gotta. I mean, I, I think our O line was actually this game was built to be physical. Like, I think. That's All right. Why so let me let me show you why. Why, if you want the game, if you want to come into the game playing keep away, that is the game. That that is the game plan because because that's that's what you're trying to do. You want to play if that's what you want to do, right? Because I don't think you would have came into this game the way they played you and rushed the ball productively in a standard way, because this is very similar to the Bucks game where they say, okay, we're going to challenge you to throw the rock. It's a numbers game. They barely went too high, so they're putting eight nine men in a box. Do you want to be stubborn? and run against a brick wall, 
and get two, three yards cloud of dust and just control the clock. If that's your game plan, then that's your game plan, right? That should be your game plan coming in. Here in lies the problem, right. good brother. When you go down 16-3 to three against that team, what is the famous saying? Everybody's got a game plan until they get punched in the mouth. Dallas got punched in the yep. mouth early. And it just behooved you to come out there and be like, okay, we're going to run the ball down 16-3 to three when, 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 when we're not getting anything on the ground, right? So if the game plan was to play keep well, away, why, I'm why with you. Play keep why away. Why do you say, Pascal, Scott, why do you say we weren't getting that on the ground? Man? We weren't. Like, that's what I'm trying to understand. Like, if, if, if Zeke is averaging about four yards, and I know you said TP had that long. Average three point six yards crazy. per carry. You know that's awful. You know that's about four. That's about four. Bro, that's about four yards. Bro, if you if you put three point six yards per carry and rank it in the in the, you know in the in the league, that's terrible. I but he only had nine carries. So that I I know I know what you're getting at. But what I'm saying is that we ran the ball sixteen times. Yeah. Kansas City ran it about twenty six times. They they had one hundred and twenty six yards on the ground. And that was that was with that was multiple ways with Hill, Clyde, yeah. Kelsey. Yeah. I, the only two people that touched the ball in the backfield was Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott. Like that's crazy to me because it's not like you had it's not like you had a healthy coop. It's not like TC, you had a healthy CD lounge. It's, it's not like you had you know what I'm saying uh, a back in shape Michael Gallup. Like this is Michael Gallup second game back. So for people to expect him to just go off so, like that. So I mean, what I'm, but what, what I try to give you was context. So what you're saying is down sixteen three, keep running. Still running the ball, man. Oh. Our defense, our defense. I, I know, and, and a lot of people they they fall for that trap. Because I was saying that before the game. I was like, if we get into a situation where we have to shoot, have have to be in a shootout with Patrick Mahomes, that's what the Chiefs want. They want that. So right. even if we would have got up, even us, even us getting up, if we would have still been consistent with running the ball. That would have took a lot of that momentum from Kansas. When 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 we how get you, hit, hit the field and keep it's away punt, down, it's punt, punt, you play keep away by running the ball. No, no, no. What so, I mean, what I, so look, <laughs> so I know what you're saying. You're saying like, okay, this is what I mean. You're by down two possessions, you and you're saying play keep away. Yes, yes, because this is what I mean. This is what I mean by this guy. Like, we we take we get the ball. Okay, we we run the ball. They up sixteen. If we run the ball and we're successful running the ball and we score we score a touchdown, that's milking the clock. That's taking away opportunities for uh Patrick You're ignoring the results the though, is what I'm getting at. You're ignoring the results. They literally go 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 I mean there's a there's a statistic out there. They wasn't stopping the run for me, bro. They, I didn't see them stopping the run. I didn't see T P keep getting hit in the backfield. I didn't see Zeke they had, keep getting hit like that. They had six tackles for loss. Bro, I, you know, okay, here, yeah, look, okay. Have, listen, I, here's the thing. I want, I want to get on. I want to, I want to, I want to get on your side with this. If your game plan coming in is, yo, we're compromised. We need to play keep away. I'm with you. That probably should have been the game plan coming in, right? Like we, we don't have coop or offensive line. We're on the road. Got explosive offense. We're playing against. Let's try to play keep away. Once you go down sixteen three, all you're doing, you know what they're saying on the other sideline. Please keep running. Please keep getting these oh. little three, four yards and getting to third and six. Please, please. But, but, but Scott, if we throwing the ball and our receivers are not catching it and we're going three and out, we punting, we punting, we punting. Isn't that giving Patrick Mahomes more opportunity to score points? Which that's what they were Family. doing in the first half, man. Like, look, 
Look, our first three plays, pass, pass, pass. Uh, um, after that, uh, Kansas City take over, touchdown. The next time we touch the field, uh, Zeke run, negative one yard. Okay, that was his first time touching the ball. Pass. Okay, pass. It's like I, I'm, I'm with Kellen Moore. When we have weapons, pass the ball, bro. Like I'm, I'm with it. Hey, I don't but disagree. Coming, the, I don't disagree with you coming. If the, if you want to run the ball coming into the game, that's that's what you believe. I went you. If if you hindsight, hindsight, hindsight's twenty twenty. I probably would have probably came into this game and, and played keep away, knowing I'm not going to have Cooper and I'm not going to have CD Lamb. Um, exactly, so so bro, that's all I was saying. But no, but didn't you but said they should saying, continue to run behind, the ball? But but you like but you like if we get behind, scratch the run game, and that's what teams be wanting you to do. Because the thing about the run game is, you know it's gonna come. You know it's gonna it's gonna play. Is it? It's part in the second half, okay. and that's when usually you soften people up. And it and, and I mean I'm gonna say one more point, and then I, I I get off. I think even though Michael Parsons is damn near like he's a DE bro, like he's a defensive end to me. But this game he went off, but I really think he should have been a I think he should have been in a, a Mike bro. I think he should have been in the middle bro. To me, and the reason why I said that is they our made linebacker. They made the right call. I, they, I, I can agree with that. I say yes because of what Michael did in the second half. But that first half, bro, Michael was not getting there. He was getting tipped. He was getting double. They were smashing him. I was feeling bad for Michael. I was like, man, like they were literally like singling Michael out. Like we're not running to that side. We're gonna tip him. And I and I was kind of saying I was like, man, you know, I hope, hopefully Brother. the second half he's gonna come through. Brother. But our linebackers, bro, they they were, they were terrible, bro. Oh, listen, I said at the beginning of the show, Michael Parsons is your best linebacker, is your best pass rusher. But Michael Parsons got a exactly. a sack, force fumble that puts your offense on like the thirty yard line at, in the first half. So I mean, they they made the right call. They made the right call this game. Um, I, I, so, this is the beauty of Michael so Parsons. Think, yeah, you don't think that you don't think that. Tennessee or Armstrong or you would have not done somebody that, else would have did like a half of that, bro. Because Armstrong, I mean, Dorn's got a, got a sack too. I'm not saying he's going to get a three sack or whatever. I Listen, I'm just saying, Scott, like sometimes you got to pick your poison, bro. Like if your linebacker core, if your linebacker group is, is trash without Michael, bro, then that just means that Michael might have to play the linebacker, bro. Hey, bro, listen, I'm the guy that says I like Michael Parsons early down linebacker pass rusher on, on passing downs. But I also can say they made the right call. Michael Parsons was a terror. The entire game, the entire game, Scott. I'm going to be real with you. If Michael Parsons is not rushing Patrick Mahomes, it might have got uglier. Just, just uh, flat out. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I mean, just, just flat we'll out. We'll have to agree to disagree, man, because uh-huh. I, to me, personally, so you, I think a lot of those. You think Chauncey Ghost, you think, you think Ghost would have been as impactful as Michael, or, or half of impactful as Michael Parsons? I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not really, I'm saying the Chiefs have two kind of okay-ass tackles, bro. Like, that's, that's, that's the reason why I think, eh, we would have been straight with our normal passwords without Michael or there. I'm not saying don't blitz Micah at all. Don't put him on the edge at sure. all. But the entire game, bro, that's, that that yeah. right there, I don't know what – I know what it Dan worked. Quinn was trying to do. It worked. It, it worked in the second half. The second half. Not the first half. The second half, it worked. But not the first half. It didn't work the first half. And that's why, I think they, that's why I think they – that's why they got up on us. That's why they got up on us, bro. 
It's like the so, first, the first play, the first so play. Picture. I mean, there's a picture I just the showed. The first play, Kansas. There's a picture the I just showed. Bro, hold on, real quick. Are you just completely dismissing the pressure Michael Parsons had in the first half? Are you completely no, dismissing the sack fumble? He didn't. He was getting. He was getting pressure, but he wasn't getting it. You can't. I mean, he was not getting there, bro. So yeah, if you want to say putting pressure on Dorrance, was putting pressure on the. Uh, I'm going to uh, give you one last right? chance to save yourself. When did Michael Parsons get the sack fumble? Uh. Uh, second quarter, the end of the second quarter. And what is the second quarter in the NFL football game, bro? It's the first half, right? Scott, come on, bro. Two minutes in the second quarter, bro. Two minutes at the end of the second quarter, bro. That's going to be the second half. Come on. Bro, bro. If you want to be technical about it, it's the first half. Man, but when I'm for two damn near two whole quarters, bro, Michael's not getting there. They scored. Michael's not getting there. They scored. Listen, he, Michael said this, and I will give them credit. The first two possessions, the fifteen, the first fifteen, and which Andy Reid is notorious for this, beautiful, amazing play call, killed it. Go watch the game. Michael Parsons was affecting. Okay, so so, so let's Moore. talk about that. Let's talk about that because you brought it up. The first fifteen plays, the yeah. first two plays were run plays. Were run plays that went to that went to Neil. They went Neil away. Neil missed those tackles. If that is now, if you if you're telling me that that's Michael Parsons that he missed those tackles. Oh, he's he's missed tackles, but I'm, I agree with you here, Mike. And that's the problem. We Thank we you. over. That's what, that's I, what I'm saying. No, 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 no. I agree. Saying, I agree bro. with you that yeah. Michael Parsons is our best linebacker. Problem is, brother, he's also our best pass rusher. <laughs> so you have to pick your poison, right? So, like you got to pick it. You got to right. choose when you when you're up without okay. Randy Gregory. Now, take, you're out. Take, but take that out. Take that out, Scott. Okay, now we taking Mike out of the linebacker group and we taking Mike out of the D group. Which group is better without Michael? They're both compromised drastically, brother. No, no, that's not, that's not the question. Which group is better without Mike? Which group the D is line better? The D-line or the linebacker court? Without but Randy and without – I would team, say it's, it's, equally, as, right it's equally as a mess. Without D-Law, without Randy ah, Gregory, it's equally a mess. Okay. I mean, if you if – you, okay. I, I, Brother, how are you complaining about? I, uh, uh, all right, man. You, you, you clear. I, I don't, I don't I'm get this one. This no, is, no, this is strange. I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining about Michael being a D and getting two and a half sacks or three sacks. I'm not complaining about that. I love that part. What I'm saying is that if early on, and I know, and I play football, so I know sometimes you do your work in the first half to set up your second half. I understand that shit. But what I'm saying is that game is four quarters. Okay. If yes, facts. But what I'm saying is that if my best linebacker is on the line and he's he's not really getting there, he's getting pressure. I, I'm not gonna say that Michael was not getting pressure in the first half because he was I'm like, oh man, Michael's close. He's gonna get there. He's gonna get there. But our linebackers are getting trashed. Like they're getting ran on. They having these. How many they, they how many points? How many tackles. points did they score in the second quarter? They scored uh, seven, I believe. Zero. I they they Zero. Seven. No, they. They did. No, they scored seven in the zero. Uh, they scored seven in the second. No, they scored. Sec- they scored a touchdown in the second. Uh, no, it was a uh, field goal, right? No, they didn't score it off. If I'm not mistaken. No, they scored. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. They won they touchdown, field goal, court. touchdown. Unless that touchdown came right in the second quarter here. They, nope. they did a. They did a <laughs> pass to Pringle. They did a pass to Pringle, right? Brother. Yeah, they did a pass to Pringle, bro. Unless that was I'm in the second quarter. My guy. The score was sixteen to three at the at the end of the first quarter. They scored zero points in the second quarter. 
That's why I said I, I give them credit for the first 15 plays that they came out. But to, to act like Micah Parsons was just going to up and just stop their first 15 because he played linebacker is silly to me, man. We Okay, so I, just, I just pulled it up, bro. They did. They scored nine in the first quarter, seven in the second, third, three in the uh, third quarter, and they didn't score shit in the fourth. Oh, okay, so I see. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Like, so they scored a touchdown in the second quarter. My apologies, my apologies. Exactly, they a touchdown and that's what I'm quarter. saying, bro. And that, was, and that was really because of the line that was getting set up. They was, was and I didn't even say they was running the ball like that because they didn't have to because damn near the Tiger Hill was killing us in the backfield. Pringle, I don't know how the hell. Look, 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 look. I'm, about to, I'm about to poke this hole through your theory, and then we got to go. Yeah. Micah Parsons yeah. should have been that linebacker on the second on the second touchdown. Let me tell you what they did. Patrick Mahomes, 12-yard pass. Patrick Mahomes, 30 set, or no game pass to Tyreek Hill. Four-yard run from Clyde Edwards. Patrick Mahomes, eight yards to uh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, deep pass to 37 yards to J. Ron Kirst. Patrick Mahomes, one, uh, 13 yards to McCole Hartman, and then touchdown uh, Clyde with that fake, you know, that little pitch thing. So where was yeah, Michael Par- Parsons going to do anything on the ground? Well, you're right there. But then you just, you just move my point again because during those plays, where was Mike at? He was on the line. Having to rush so the pass. Getting- exactly. But if he's not getting there, and that's what I'm saying, right. God, like if he's not getting there, Patrick Mahomes is not a he's not a scrub, bro. So if you're not gonna get there, he's gonna make you pay. That's just how that that's just that's how that works. All right. So hey, I'm not saying that I gotta go, man. I gotta let you go, game. brother. We I done kept you on far I, I too know. long, but but this was this was fun. I know, bro. I know, but I, I just had to put that out there, man. I, and that's that's really like I said, bro. I agree with every damn thing you're saying, bro. But I just feel like sometimes you can scrap the run a little bit too early. And even though we were, we were just down 13 points, that is not that's not enough time to, to scrap the run to me. So I, I'm with. I hope we I hope we come through on on get the Raiders. But I let you go, Scott man. I appreciate you talking to me, bro. And uh, I'll call in again, bro. Appreciate. It. All right, man. Man, I let that go a little bit. Time, my apologies, but but I was you know me. I debate, man. I debate. I push back. It was a lot there, a whole lot there, man. I ain't gonna try to go through it, but but that was the right call. Michael Parsons was freaking beast it was a beast uh, i don't know what else you wanted him to do man he had to be superman he can't play everywhere and that's the problem that exists with michael parsons right if if he plays on the edge now your linebackers are compromised if he plays at linebacker trust me and believe trust me the, the way that the pass rush was not getting home besides michael parsons i'm, I'm telling you bro <laughs> he would have won off um los man what's up los i'm gonna get out of here Sky, God bless. Man, how about this morning? You know, we said that the Cowboys lost, but hey, it's a learning process. And I'll say this, man. Hey, football is never perfect. It's about capitalizing the opportunities given. And I say this, the game plan that the Kansas City and the strategy that came in, you got to give them credit, you know. Um, I don't know what the caller was saying. You know, we were running the ball. From what I've seen, we were getting bottled up. We never looked comfortable. We were not running the ball at at any given point in that game successfully besides a wildcat Dak Prescott lining up a wide receiver, fake pitch, reverse, toss, flea flicker, weird run with with uh with uh, Tony Pollard. We we could not get it get it going. And I forgot to even address this part. We have to understand a numbers game is a numbers game. If you're putting eight nine in a box, are you gonna continue to just pound your head against the wall? Okay. Exactly, and that's what we had to throw. And when we threw, there's too many drops, and our protection inside 
man, Chris Jones was feasting. Like you said, we made him a pro bowler in one night. Like, Lord Jesus, he looked like the next coming of Lawrence. Like, man, man, I couldn't – even uh, uh, Morgan, he couldn't do anything, you know? So it's a learning experience, and we have to move on past this next one. Some losses are meant to put on tape, so we're pro- probably going to look at this on tape of how many opportunities we were given and not capitalizing. And, I mean, I'll leave it with this, man. This defense is looking like a playoff defense. You're giving yourself and the offense an opportunity to win. Holding Chiefs without the end zone for the whole entire game or almost all the half, I mean, we were never out this game. And Michael Parsons, man, he's a generational talent, man. Let me tell you that. From sideline to sideline and physically standing up off the edge and just coming at you and to be unblockable, I mean, I'm just I'm just glad that Denver and who else took those cornerbacks, uh, like I always said. Carolina. Yeah, man. And like I said, um, some of these players, like Dak and Micah, growing up to be dreaming about being a Cowboys fan. If you don't know Dak or Micah Parsons' story, for those Cowboys fans, look it up. Like, they dream about this moment. So I think these are things are meant to be. And like they said, they're hungry. So like I said, Cowboys fans don't worry about anything. We're only, we're only going to keep getting better, healthier, most importantly. And let's see what this team is about this Thursday. God bless, guy. I appreciate you, brother. Um, Flo said, Micah kept us in this game, period. Dude might be the best damn player on our team already. I, uh, hey, man. I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> At the beginning of the game, we, or beginning of the season, we were like, well, who's the best defensive player? Is it Marcus Lawrence, Michael Parsons? We're like, okay, D-Law. D-Law gets hurt. We're like, well, is it Randy Gregory? Is it Micah Parsons? Well, now Randy, you know, started to slow down, got hurt. It's it's Micah. Micah's the best player on this defense, and he's training to be the best player on your team, period. Um, but there, there, there lies a, a problem, a dilemma that you face week to week, and depending on the matchup. But they talked about it. McCarthy talked about it. Micah talked about it. It's matchup-based. Last week, remember, I said, man, maybe I want to see Mike on the line of scrimmage because I don't believe in their run game. Uh, they decided to keep him at linebacker. It worked. This week, I wasn't too sure. I was thinking, okay, let's go back to the normal thing where they keep Mike at LB the first two plays and then rush him. They decided to go opposite because they probably realized, all right, what's more important this week? Pressuring Patrick Mahomes or stopping a run game that, that is not designed to even be imposed on you the run game is literally designed to just keep you honest so they decided to go with Micah at defensive end and it worked it absolutely worked uh from the get-go now the first 15 from the Chiefs were just nuts I mean it was great they came out in all types of of craziness they were faster than us um no one man no no matter where you played them at at that point the way they were playing was going to stop that in my opinion it took the defense to kind of okay figure out what they're doing. They took a punch and they struck back for the rest of the game. So, um, yeah. Yeah, man. CJ said, hey, yeah, Mike almost got a block too. He almost got a block. Uh, James says, Spe- uh, Special K, Gifford needs more playing time. Yeah, if we want to really get on somebody again, another LVE, just lackluster game. Uh, someone, I think it was Brian, asked about my disappointment in Keanu Neal. Yeah, I am. You know, I thought Keanu Neal maybe could do something. How crazy is it, right? Came into this season thinking that there was some depth at at the linebacker position. Come to find out real quickly, Jalen ain't it. LV ain't it. Keanu Neal ain't it. Micah. Pretty much all you got is Micah. 
Are we missing Jabril Cox? I think we're missing Jabril Cox, man. You know, we might, we're going to have to draft a linebacker next year anyway. That's just how it works. But um, I would have loved to have a Jabril Cox in games like this where you do slide Micah Parsons down, man. But if I want to be on a positive note, I cannot wait to see the fun that Dan Quinn has with Randy D-Law and Micah Parsons on the field at the same time. I say good luck. Um, it could be very reminiscent. The defense could end up having a surge a la the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year as they got healthy at the end of the season heading into the playoffs. You you get the Neville Gallimores back, the the, the Randys and the D-Laws, and, and then you got Micah. I mean, you're talking about a ridiculous set of defensive weapons. So um, imagine on, on third and long, you slide in, you know what I mean? You slide in Demarcus Lawrence to pass rush with Neville Gallimore or Tristan Hill, who, who popped a little bit yesterday too. Uh, and you got Randy and Mike. I mean, come on. Come on. All right, y'all. I'm trying to look through the chat here. Uh, <laughs> Fresh says, some of y'all need to smoke a pack and calm down. Uh, Frost said, Neil doesn't play on his toes. More reactive than proactive. Very good observation. He is. It's like he hasn't played the position, right? He was way more proactive at safety. We thought he could make the transition because, as Quinn said, and, and I think it's due to personnel. Quinn said, we tricked him into believing he was playing safety in Atlanta, but he really was playing linebacker. No, he was playing Will linebacker in that float rover type of situation down in the box type thing. But a lot of the times he has to play Mike. He has to play in the middle and that ain't, that's not where he's comfortable at. So I think he's kind of getting exposed, man. So here's what we do, man. Tomorrow we have to go right on to the Raiders. No time to to put a bow on this game. I mean, we can. We can talk a little bit more if y'all want about it, but we got to kind of move on to the Raiders because it's sneaking up right on us on Thursday. Um, I'll get with the Koye. I'm not sure what day we're going to break down the Raiders for you guys live, but it'll be this week, obviously. Um, both offense and defense we'll get into. And then uh, Thursday is the day, you know, Thanksgiving Day too, by the way. Uh, so make sure y'all, y'all tune back into that. And before I get out of here, I want to give a special, special shout out to my lady, Michelle. It is her birthday, y'all. So if y'all can, please wish her a happy, happy birthday. If I had the vocals right now, I would sing happy birthday. Love you. And um, a lot. I would not be here without her. Like, I really wouldn't. So make sure y'all give her a happy birthday, man. Please do that. Please do that. Other than that, hope y'all enjoyed this family meeting. We, we had to come in here and talk. I wasn't fitting to let no strangers come up in here and mess up this family meeting. Wasn't going to do it. Wasn't going to do it. Uh, North said, what is the schedule for Thursday? Thursday, I will be live. Me and Jesse Alley will still be live doing the uh, game day live at Texas Live, by the way, which apparently on Thanksgivings are, are, are crazy. So we'll be there. We'll be there. So y'all tune in, man. All right. <laughs> Frost says we needed this. We had to vent. We did. And I appreciate y'all all the happy birthdays to Michelle. Thank you so much, y'all. Like, she is the backbone. She is the backbone. All right, y'all. We up out of here. Let me press this button. Tune in tomorrow, 8, 8.15-ish. Y'all know how we do. We're going to break down this Raiders game. Hopefully, they bounce back. Hopefully, they bounce back. Appreciate the donations. All the callers. Even if we don't agree. Thank y'all for coming in. Make sure y'all hit that like button. 
subscribe on the way out. Share this thing. We out. Peace. I won't